0: This is Bad Movies We Love, part of the Scheist Podcast Network. Hello, once again, bad movie lovers. I am your host, Nick Scheist, and I'm going to share some exciting news with you before we get into this episode. The support page is finally up and running. I thought about what I wanted to do, and I ultimately decided to go with uh, coffee.com or Ko-fi, depending on how you want to say it phonetically. But it is ko-fi.com, and you can find this podcast at Bad Movies We Love. And I'm going to add that link into the show notes. But today, I was joined by a friend of mine who I met on what used to be Twitter. And we've had this one in the works for a while, but my friend Elliot stopped by to talk about his very first experience in the library of Paul Verhoeven. And we jumped both feet first right into battle on Clendathu as we talked about Starship Troopers from 1997. This is an action movie. Don't worry about any of the uh, subtext at all.
1: It looks like a TV show or it looks like a TV movie.
0: I'm crying and she's like making fun of me.
1: Oh yeah, violence is the ultimate
0: authority, yeah. And I was like, wait a second, is this high school?
1: you, You see the ridiculousness of everything and then you see them being like, yep, that's just how it is, you know?
0: guilty the sentence death execution tonight at 6 goofy cheesy no we're concerned with these bugs over here for some reason because they look scary
1: on the other side of the galaxy oh they're close enough
0: xander who looks like he's 40 years old in high school i was just like oh my god does this guy have a hairpiece
1: you look like that of course he'd be afraid yeah
0: did I not notice that before? These dudes look like they're from the Gestapo.
1: Like, it's it's a fun, fun time to watch.
0: Elliot, thank you for joining me and for working with my timetable to make this uh, beneficial for both of us.
1: Of course, of course. I'm happy to be here. Welcome to the show. It's your first
0: time on the show. I've had some repeat guests recently, so it's nice to see a new face and uh, to talk about a movie that, you know, was definitely part of my, like, teenage formative film years. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm dating myself. No, I think, what is was it, 97? Oh, let's see. Yeah,
1: 97, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I was, like, 13 uh, when this came out. So it was, like, right as I was starting to realistically shape my own viewing choices where I got to pick the things that I was interested in and actually watch them. Mm. Um, But also, this is a film where I, you know, I saw like Robocop when I was three. And, you know, I had seen Basic Instinct before this and uh, Total Recall as well. So it's like I knew Verhoeven's work fairly well. And it's like I've told people the story of like the, when I first saw RoboCop, like it was because my mom loved it. And so she put it on and late in that movie, Clarence Bodiger is, you know, stabbing RoboCop up and I'm crying and she's like making fun of me. And I'm like, of course, I'm crying. This is yeah. horribly graphic yeah. and violent.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, And then so I think it was my fifth birthday. We went to see RoboCop 2 in theaters uh another great choice yeah (laughs) so like i was very ingrained sort of in that style of filmmaking at a young age so it makes sense that i would sort of just like gravitate towards this um but it had been a while since i had seen starship troopers and i'm curious for you sort of if you were to like step back and try to gather like why someone would say that this is a bad movie like what's the general overview for that
1: i'll just kind of start by kind of giving my i don't know i i i didn't know much about this movie kind of going into it and watching this like i for the, when i watched it for the first time like maybe like a few months ago a year ago maybe uh, it's been a, it's kind of like a recent movie for me so i i didn't know much about like the critical or or audience reception to it so i had no idea that the mm. reputation it had had Um, I knew a little bit like I'd seen like clips here and there of people like talking about it being like, oh, it's this kind of like I'd heard like a little bit of like a reputation about it. But like it just more of like it's like a kind of goofy, cheesy sci fi. And that's kind of what I went into it. Um, And I'd heard, you know, stuff about like the the kind of satire and everything. And and I've heard of uh, Paul Verhoeven's work. I haven't seen uh, a lot of stuff. I've still only seen pretty much like. I think just Starship Troopers and uh, RoboCop. I haven't seen Total Recall. I haven't seen Basic Instinct. I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm based on what I've seen, I'm, I'm very excited to go through. And I've got like Showgirls up on my uh, on my list for ones that I'm going to visit soon. But yeah, so I, I watched it and I was like, I can see why some people might think it it would be a bad movie because it it doesn't look like a normal. I think you know like sci-fi action. It kind of looks like I think uh Red Letter Media and their their review of it, they were like, it looks like a TV show or it looks like a TV movie or something. And yeah, like the it's lit very evenly. It's not very grungy or anything. Everything's kind of clean. So yeah, I can see the 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 writing is also kind of, you know interesting like with the, some of the characters and but I yeah I, I can see I can see the the but when you kind of st- like, take that step back and be like, OK, this this is like maybe an in-universe propaganda film, like you can kind of like start to see those how those maybe flaws are, are are you know, um, serve the, the, the message a little bit better than than uh, than I originally thought.
0: Yeah. And you had mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, other Verhoeven work. And I just covered uh, Showgirls with a couple of friends of mine for this show just two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sort of like in Verhoeven mode and I'm recording an episode uh, to deep dive Robocop here in the future. So, it's kind of nice to actually like sit down and be sort of like seeing his work over the years and seeing some of his more uh, famous work. Yeah. And I don't, I have no idea how old you are because we don't know each other that well. Yeah. <laughs> but you said this was a first watch for you mm-hmm. um, and kind of coming into it at a place where, you're not really coming from all of these other things that he's established at this point, I guess like, how did you, how did you take it on first glance? Because I sort of remember it as this like dumb, fun sci-fi action film. And like you said, it's got like almost the quality of like a TV show. There's definitely some uh, older Star Trek era sort of like winks in there as well. And I sort of remembered it that way, but in watching it, again now it's probably been 10 years at least and i had a much different experience with it this time
1: yeah no and i i kind of a similar thing on my rewatch like two nights ago was um uh when i first watched it, it it was this pretty similar experience where i was watching it with a bunch of friends in, in discord and everything and we were laughing at you know at all the fun moments and 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 everything but there was like that kind of um winkiness you know where it's like there's like the little you know got the the woman like maniacally laughing during like family guy cutaway you know would you like to know more information bits where it's like you know the the i'm doing my part smashing the bugs the woman maniacally laughing during that part like there are like little bits to like let you know like it's not just like what you're what you're seeing and stuff so i like i thought it was really funny and i thought like all the bits that you know Bits that I I don't think I would have normally noticed if I wasn't like uh I think in a like meta sense aware of Paul verhoeven's like way of doing things because I'd heard of like mm-hmm. you know his kind of like biting satire from Robocop. I hadn't seen RoboCop at the point that I'd seen this. This was my first Verhoeven So um well, it was that's uh, a
0: good jump off point.
1: I, I think so. I think so. I think it was a it was a good good starting point, good dipping the toe into the water. Yeah, the uh uh like little bits like the uh i'm from from buenos aires i say kill them all like the the fact that they're from buenos aires you know the argentina like like you know nazis after the war going to argentina mm-hmm. like i love that bit i love like all of like the little like uh winks or you know uh the the um all of the little like satire bits were, were 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 funny but then they're like it is a pretty sad movie like there's clearly like Uh, You know, Johnny, Rico and and Diz are meant to end up together and that doesn't happen. You know, Carmen and Xander are clearly meant to end up together. That doesn't happen. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's sad. Like they they go out and they're like through the, like getting out of their homeworld, They're kind of like, um, and getting out of um like Argentina and Buenos Aires, they're they're kind of finding themselves and being their best selves and and stuff. It might be for this horrid, you know, federation, this fascist federation, but it you know, um and then through the 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 implements of of war and destruction and everything, they're they they have all of uh all that stripped away and then they end up back kind of exactly where they started where you know uh carmen and 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 rico together and you know diz and and xander dead and they're just gonna do this (laughs) forever and it's just this horrid cycle of of death and 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 i i actually i i was uh i was watching i thought this is interesting i watched um for the first time nausicaa valley of the wind from the valley of the wind Mm. um and i thought there was a lot of a lot of parallels between them um on my rewatch of starship troopers i was like it's interesting how like the bugs natural state how they are as like you know these scary looking sharp things their natural defenses are immediately taken as a threat and as mm-hmm. like as something to be dealt with and something to be destroyed and exterminated as a threat just them existing Solely, you know, and I thought that was interesting. I thought that was kind of parallel to the the uh, Nausicaa with, you know, the toxic jungle that's spreading that that is a, a benefit and is just the natural state of how it is. But it, since it is uh, has a defense against humans, it's seen as a, uh, an offensive attack rather than just like a defensive one. Yeah, it's a much more
0: uh, scathing teardown of sort of like American imperial uh, military approach. Uh, especially, like, I mean, it's intergalactic at this point Yeah, the film, but it's, like, that's kind of where it's going. And, like, as a 13-year-old, like, I'm not picking up on this stuff. And then, (laughs) uh, yeah, as an adult, I'm like, oh, okay, there's a lot more here. And it's sort of balanced out with, like, yeah, Johnny Rico's kind of, like, a dumb character, like, the way that all of the characters are written, their interactions is all a little bit, like, not not the most intelligent stuff going on and it's like i wouldn't even say that any of like their performances as like probably like the main four characters are really like standout performances as fantastic but like michael ironside's very good clancy brown uh, is very good you support them with really like good veteran presence to sort of like level the playing field in terms of like where you want your seriousness because absolutely this movie is like a it's a cold open into this world where it's like, oh, here's the Federation news. And you get this yeah. thing of, oh, man, was uh, a murderer was caught this morning. Tried today. Guilty. The sentence, yeah, death, you're, you're, Execution tonight I, at six.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You get to watch it. So good. So, yeah, good. so
0: like he introduces you into the world that he's created through this sort of like comical approach to the news media at the time. And so you can't take it too seriously. And so they you're do. That's the best part,
1: is like Michael Ironside and like Dean Norris, yes, all of them are sure. taking it dead serious. And that sells it so well. Like mm-hmm. just like, you know, it, it you you see the ridiculousness of everything, and then you see them being like, Yep, that's just how it is, you know. The repeated bits of like you know the uh, the infantry made me the man I am today, and it pans back, and he's got no legs. You know, it's like all of the the senior people are like horribly like scarred and disfigured, and and just like they all have like you know the the teachers have like missing arms and missing legs, and like and like acid burns on their faces and everything. It's like oh my god, but it's played so straight and so like oh,
0: it is when so we good. first meet Michael Ironside, and he's like teaching their class. Part of me was like hold on i'm stepping back i'm like are they in military school right now because he's basically like preaching pro-violence
1: oh yeah uh, violence is across, the ultimate authority yeah, yeah that is like that's their their dogma is violence <laughs> yeah. is the ultimate that is the uh-huh. divine power like where everything and i was like wait a second
0: it. is this high school or are they at the military academy yet? So Yeah. so mm-hmm. like, okay it is high school so that it's a different tone than if he's like teaching that in like a military tactics class mm. so like even at the high school level in your senior year like Like you're being taught the value of joining the Federation and fighting for their cause. And it, it definitely just has like a much different tone, but it also didn't detract from the stuff that I felt was like the fun Kind of like irreverent attitude of the just the general like uh, bug hunt nature of it. I was like, this yeah. is a good like sci-fi bug hunt movie. If you strip out yeah. all of the sort of political commentary and you just have it be like this sort of B movie, then it's it's a actually, blast. Yeah, it's it a blast really to watch. Well
1: There's like all these great action action pieces. You know, Riku on the on the, uh, Riku on the back of like uh, the the big mm-hmm. beetle bug, and he's you know shooting all that. He's got the grenades and like it's a great Great, like action piece they've got like it's it's a fun fun time to watch it's like regardless but then you also have that kind of like you're you, like it is fun to watch because like in the universe they're glorifying these actions and it's like it's like yeah and you all have that step back and you're like okay well yeah this is also just like the uh the propaganda used to kind of like fuel this and that's like you're having fun, and that is like, yeah, that would be fun to watch. Like, if I were in this universe, I would love watching this, I'm sure. No.
0: Yeah, it's like Maybe the way that's it is. just about
1: me. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like
0: the same way that uh, in RoboCop, they have the I'd buy that for a dollar guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the universe that they live in, where this guy is on TV, and that's their entertainment. Or yeah. in The Running Man, where that show has become the most popular thing. It's like it is this deep satire that also uh, is sort of like a warning of like, hey, we can't we can't take this for granted that like this is not that far off. But this was coming on the back of Showgirls, which I mean, at the box office was a commercial failure, but it was still the highest grossing NC-17 movie of all time uh, at the time. I don't know if it still is, but to go from that, which, you know, he got, you know, chastised for for many many reasons but to jump from that uh to this it's like almost the exact opposite so i want to take us back to 1997 and yeah. take a look at the trailer and see what kind of movie this was sold as because going Ooh, back that's to verhoeven, interesting yeah yeah going back to verhoeven like he needed a win after showgirls i mean it went on to make plenty of money on the home rental and home video side of things but let's go ahead and take a look at that
1: Trailer. Now it's on the, the Criterion channel
0: Oh wow I know it just got its vinegar syndrome release as well So it's got, it's got a new life We interrupt our program to bring you this important message Greetings and salutations bad movie lovers This is a special message from the Federation Network The battle against the Arachnids wages on And the war effort needs your effort At work, at home, and in your community Would you like to know more? The Arachnids have launched an all-out offensive on Earth.
1: You may have seen them strengthening their numbers and setting up shop under bus benches,
0: building nests in your yard, or even lurking in dark attics and basements inside your very home. The time to act is now. Dozens of your fellow civilians have already made the pledge. So what are you waiting for? Service guarantees citizenship. We have the ships. We have the weapons. We need soldiers. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your
1: regularly scheduled program. Okay, can you see that? Okay. Um. Yeah. 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 Which right, one? Let's, let's
0: rock and roll. In every age, there is a
1: cause worth fighting for. But in the future, the greatest threat to our survival will not be man at all.
0: Got the trailer guy in here. Mm-hmm. In the world. He's taking it serious.
1: Hey, kid, what's going on? Now, the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world. We are a generation commanded by fate
0: to defend humankind. Everyone fights, no one quits.
1: We are going in with first wave! You smash the entire area, you kill anything that has more than two legs, you get me? We get you, sir! But they will face an enemy. More devastating than any ever imagined.
0: And the set piecing is still like really good for this. Oh yeah.
1: We we need retrieval now. Someone made a damn mistake. Land trap for us in there. Tri-Star
0: Pictures really blowing shit up, up out there in the desert of the Yeah. Frontier. Kill them all.
1: Starship Troopers yeah i mean just going for the straight action that's interesting yeah it plays it pretty
0: straightforward like this is an action movie don't worry about any of the uh subtext at all yeah and just come and see this and you know i think in my rewatch one of the things that i was most impressed by was that it is a very fine line that verhoeven has to walk with this where On the one hand, as we see in the trailer, if you just take this as like a straight military movie and it's like, hey, I just want to enjoy all the gun porn. I just want to see the adventure and the other world and all the explosions and that. Like you can do that without taking any of the other things from it and still have a good time. But then to also use that as sort of a pretext to build all these other layers about his criticism of fascism and his experience growing up in uh, the Netherlands during Mm -hmm. Nazi occupation. And then to see the little things of like, all of a sudden in the background, I'm like, did I not notice that before? These dudes look like they're from the Gestapo. I was like, their yeah. outfits are oh, very Nazi. Oh yes, Nazi-like.
1: no, yes, absolutely. At the very end, when like Neil Patrick Harris is like in literally like full SS garb, it's mm-hmm. like crazy. Like black, like trench coat, like it's insane. And it's like, holy shit! Like he's like, you put his hands on the thing. He's like, it's afraid. He's like, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's afraid. He's like, you're you look like that. <laughs> of course, you'd be afraid. Yeah, yeah. Apparently...
0: You're all cheating with
1: your guns and everything. Yeah.
0: Apparently on set, uh, they nicknamed him Doogie Himmler uh, in reference to the leader of the SS because that's that's what he looked like. So it's obviously like the people that were involved in it sort of knew, but like as a younger adult, like I wasn't really looking at it like, oh, these guys are representative of the nazi party in germany and Mm -hmm. sort of their tactics of like we're just going to go conquer whatever we want where wherever we want Mm
1: -hmm. and so
0: that's it's a super super tough line to walk for verhoeven and i could see definitely like people not getting it because you can just look at it like a dumb fun action movie and walk away from it and not even ever have to think about it again yeah but Excuse me. It's definitely, uh, some very very strong tones. And there's a line later in the movie, but we'll we'll cover that a little bit later. But since you watched it twice fairly recently, I came across like a weird theory about it where. Let's hear it. So we we get Carmen and Xander, and he's teaching her to fly, right? And mm. she arrogantly is just like, "Well, I plotted a better course. Check it. My math is better than yours." And then. Yeah immediately gets them into trouble and there's a black hole and an asteroid comes flying out of it. Yeah. And so the theory is that her putting them on that course and colliding with the asteroid deflected the asteroid to Earth and it was never actually the bugs that launched I'm, I'm, the asteroid to Buenos Aires.
1: I'm fully, fully down for that theory because it's <laughs> literally, like, it's it's played, like, so comedically, literally, mm-hmm. like, because. Immediately after that, is the phone call with his parents where they're like, Oh, what is that? It's an asteroid. It's like that is absolutely read as the asteroid and like 100% that asteroid. Yeah, so I'm I'm fully subscribed to that theory now. Thank you. That's, a, that's yeah, amazing. and then
0: so with the benefit of hindsight, this movie's 1997, but then you look at an event like 9 11 where there oh, yeah. was a huge yep. incident and then yep. we went to war with the people absolutely didn't do it like i was like oh man like it's like is really
1: that smart (laughs) it's insane it's it's literally like and and what what's another one of the inciting incidents is the mormon colony that go on on or one of the colonies that uh that they go in and like i I can't remember which one but um
0: it's either planet p or is it a Clendathu?
1: It's something like that. But yeah, it was like, it just, it's, it's all reactions to like instigation. It's not ever, you know, it's just the fact they see that the fact that they have these capabilities to launch these asteroids, and they have the capabilities to defend themselves. And they see that as a threat, because it threatens their their plans for uh, expansion and colonial, colonial uh, imperialism. I know,
0: it's like growing up I was never like oh I'm supposed to side with the bugs and then yeah. watching it this time I'm like wait a second they're just the bu- like they're they defending their, themselves. Yeah, they have their own species, they're on another planet on the other yeah. side of the galaxy yeah. and all of a sudden like hostile invaders come over attacking them like of course they're pissed. Yes. And they have yeah. every
1: right to be. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, what do you expect? You 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 you're doing this to yourself. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 really hard to sympathize with the Federation. So that's why it makes it like you're watching like this all this action porn and you're like oh this is great but then you're like this is wrong this is terrible this is the worst like this is the massacre of ages uh, you know for just these uh, trying to trying to trying to vibe uh, bugs you know yeah and it, it helps nobody the 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 civilization is you know the, the humans aren't really doing great because it's every time that they have you know. An invasion—it's just more meat for the grinder because the bugs, clearly, like you know, they're definitely uh, very capable of wiping out great numbers of the human forces. They, they, yeah, they say more meat for the grinder. It's just getting rid of tons and tons of humans is just uh, endless, endless cycles of, of death and 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 war for nothing for for going to war with the bugs that are just hanging out. On the other yeah. side of the galaxy like it's like they show at the beginning like the Clendathu and like Earth, you are here on the other <laughs> side of the galaxy. But they see that as like that is that, that much of a threat. It's like they're oh, they're close enough. That's not that's like a million truly years away are you kidding yeah oh they have God. to
0: actually use like warp travel to yes. get there in the first place but they're like nah we're concerned with these <gasps> bugs over here for some reason because they look scary
1: <laughs> it's like that uh, the, uh, there's a great norm mcdonald berries he's like uh, um um Oh, everybody's so worried about North Korea. You mean that little country all the way over there? You worried about them? Ah, North Korea. I wonder if they'll they'll get me. That's <laughs> a good bit, but yeah, that's just imagine. It's like why are they worried about them? It's they're not bugging anybody. No, yeah, and them. so like
0: it kind of <laughs> it kind of points to like Verhoeven's I think overall uh, identity for the film in that like warmongering just leads to fascism regardless it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like whether or not you're uh, ill-intended or you're supposedly doing it for you know whatever altruistic reasons like it always leads to fascism and you know coming from his background and growing up with that i think he is able to maybe see it and project it in a way that other people can't and like he was asked about this film and like why he wouldn't just come out and make like a movie that's like just on its surface anti-fascist yeah and he's like because no one's gonna watch that and he's so so i'm gonna give you all of these other things and i'm gonna sort of like uh softball it in there when you're you're caught up in the middle of the action and absolutely gonna be more effective that way and i think in hindsight uh it really is because I started like, like you said, this movie is kind of sad. And like, even if I were to remove the love story angles from it, right? Like Diz's journey to like her unrequited love for Johnny and yeah. his for Carmen and that kind of weird triangle that involves Xander, who looks like he's 40 years old in high school. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, this guy has a hairpiece on. Like, this is Yeah, the best so thing.
1: But yeah. Right.
0: But just looking at it like these kids coming out of high school are sort of being conditioned to be like, no, you need to do this in order to become a citizen. And there is an interesting like discussion to be had about sort of civic duty and like Mm -hmm. civic responsibility. And I like that that is in there, but also it's more geared towards the sort of like brainwashing element of the youth to be convinced that their bravado is invincible and it's not even until really like an hour into the movie that we get to the bug planet and they're all hyped up and like you said johnny's screaming like i'm from buenos aires and i say kill them all and then they all go get their matching tattoos and it's like military time let's go and they, they get yeah they get out of the jump jets on the ground and they're like oh my god we didn't sign up for this uh, this and then, yeah, it, it goes oh back to the God. beginning,
1: the news report uh, like on the planet. That's a great, great, like, oh, now we're here now. It's a great contextual framing because I was a big fan of that. I had this written down in my notes. One of my favorite, like, cynical moments, I think it's like probably the one of the most cynical moments in the movie, is um, I think it's before the invasion uh, that we were just talking about, where um, Sky Marshall Deans or whatever, mm-hmm. he's like, he goes on and he's like, we need to do war. Ah, you know, like, we need to invade. We need to show our strength. We need to do that. And then, so they do that, and they fail. And then, he's pretty much immediately replaced by, um, like... Uh, It's like a meet the new boss, same as the old boss type thing, where it's like replaced by a completely different person, and it's like more of like played as more of like a sympathetic kind of bleeding heart type leader, where she's like, oh well, we to uh, to beat the bugs, we need to understand the bugs and stuff, like we need to, Mm. and 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 all that, but like nothing really changes in their approach or strategy or like or 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 anything in that. Like they go for the brain bug and everything, but like it's like it's kind of like the, 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 under the, the, wh- whoever's leadership, they're just going to find a leader that advances the, 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 you know, the mission for not really, uh, the leadership doesn't really change much, you know, it, it's, you know.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, it kind of just stuck in like, the, you're going to have a different, uh, mouthpiece for exactly yeah. the same complex because, at the end of the day, like in this world, like military is what it's about. And I I found it like an interesting change of pace for Verhoeven who, you know, Showgirls has some like big, flashy, colorful scenes. But if you look at like his action work, like Total Recall and Robocop combined are not the scale of this film. And I've read that they expended like 300,000 rounds of ammunition in this. They used like gallons and gallons of blood throughout the movie and Oh yeah. Like a lot of the special effects work is fantastic. Like they did really great practical effects work and you sort of when they first come across the um the outpost that had been ambushed, it's like there's just bodies cut in half, there's intestines everywhere and so it's the, they sucked uh, his brains out. Yeah, and <laughs> they're getting they're getting hit like for the first time with sort of like what the cost of this war is, because it's like, okay, they've already met the teacher who doesn't have an arm. They've met the yeah. guy who is enlisting them or he's signing their paperwork and telling them where to go. He's got no legs and he's got a metal hand. Like so they've already seen sort of like the physical toll, but all these people are also telling them that no, like this was totally worth it. And it's worth is it good to you too. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a net good.
1: This is this is this is working as intended. Like you see the body stream. This is like this is like just the price of, of, you know, this is the means that are justifying. you know.
0: Yeah. And so I think you get to the point where it's like, whether or not you're really like, yeah, I love Rico. He's a great character. I love Diz or like any of them. You do realize that it's like, they've walked into something that like is way bigger than they could have possibly understood that they were more or less coerced into doing so. And you sympathize with them. Uh, just as regular people and kids even though i mean they're just out of high school at that point so they're 18 19 and you just have this broader picture of this is kind of the way like that it really is there's a lot of sort of predatory like poaching behavior with how recruitment goes for the military now and we have seen in the aftermath of many of these you know global well not global but international wars where our troops come home and they don't have like adequate health care they don't have adequate like uh mental health care either and so like for verhoven to sort of have his like finger on the pulse of this pre 911 only coming out of looking at maybe desert storm and korea and well vietnam obviously was a very big event at the time, but it echoed some of that same stuff about uh like warmongering all across the globe and not just the negatives of that um from a just a pure cost of life point of view but also like what happens to the people that survive it and so we get some characters here that survive some don't but it's like okay you're an 18 year old you went took a a starship uh, through a hyper warp to the other side of the galaxy to land on a planet filled with bugs to watch all your friends die, and okay, you got promoted from sergeant to lieutenant uh for the time being,
1: and mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, so it's it's such a crazy stance yeah. for him to take while also telling the story of like the heroics of the military to bring down the arachnids and oh zed got the bug he demoted himself back from, yeah, uh, yeah. from sergeant to private so that he could enlist in the war and go find the bug himself and yep. oh you know neil patrick harris is here and he's doing mind control on the bug and trying to figure out how to actually beat it so it is just it's such a an interesting balance that i really didn't appreciate the first time around
1: yeah, I think I think there's an interesting thing to be said about Rico's parents. I, I was thinking about them on the on my rewatch because, you know, for them to actually have Rico, they had to have served to become a citizen, right? Like, like they needed to have. And, and so I was thought I, thought I thought it was interesting for them to advise against him enlisting, um, and, and serving, uh, and becoming you know a citizen because they themselves did. And so I'm wondering like. If there was a, a, a thought put into their parents being like so against him enlisting because of what they experienced in in their service or whatever, if they did serve, I'm not sure if it was implied that they did serve or not. That's kind of what I'm wondering. But also, I think that like in terms of like the enlisting, there's a lot of like uh, uh, themes about how uh, like. Um, the 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 kind of perceived threatening of of masculinity and the emasculation of Riku Rico kind of leads to his enlisting and leads to like the kind of rah rah attitude that he has and like uh uh so much of him is getting like uh, in the early bit is him getting humiliated and he, mm-hmm. like almost like cocked out of whatever and I, I think that that kind of that uh that paul vero was showing you know uh this is what leads kind of men to to believe this and 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 believe that they need to maybe even redeem themselves somehow by by serving and and showing their masculinity by serving in the in the military so like you know you see him uh sending like the kiss animation thing to to carmen and she rejects it with a little the the bubble like bubble gum thing mm-hmm. And then immediately after they go out of the class, he sees some couple making out and he grabs her and, and starts to kiss her. And she's like, oh, not here, you know, not here. And then they go check the math scores and, and he, Rico get, uh, gets humiliated there by <laughs> mm-hmm. oh Neil Patrick Harris putting his 35% up for everybody to laugh at and you were my so, friend, bro. What the hell yeah, was that? about? exactly, exactly. And then and furthermore, in the 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 uh the game with um against Xander, he's getting you like humiliated. And, and 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 like uh shown up again I, I mean he does I guess win the the game for them, but there we go. like he he feels the need to win the game to to uh to win Carmen, right. And so so much of his motivations are just for Carmen or just because of his emasculation. like that's an interesting kind of like theme to to put into especially the first half of the the movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's just like, like
1: him getting just humiliated over and over again.
0: Yeah. And how that's a catalyst for certain types of decision-making. And I mean, since you brought it up, it, it reminds me a little bit of a uh, fight club where. Mm,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I know
0: that, you know, a lot of people didn't take that away from it, but it is sort of like. It is baked how, into that movie.
1: Like it, exactly. oh, for like, sure.
0: How this like sort of identity of like my my life has been shit and like sort of, I don't remember the quote exactly, but Tyler goes on this long tirade of here's all the reasons why like you need to stand up and be like more of a man and take your manhood back. And then how, how much of a slippery slope that is before it's like, okay, we're doing terrorist
1: activities. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's just, I think the fight club and, and starship troopers, absolutely. Like just like the, 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 the the idea that your masculinity is something that needs to be protected and it's something that is being attacked just leads into fascism or anarchism or you know such just violence and 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 that is like a, an interesting uh uh and then also like like there's a little bit of like it's there's not too much misogyny baked into the world like that was like a like there is a bunch, but like it's it for the most part, it's not terribly like. I don't
0: know um yeah i mean carmen is like the best pilot in the flight diz is a much better leader and soldier that, than yes, johnny or any that's it other that's
1: guys. what i was that's what i wrote down was like rico gets the promotion off of uh uh carmen or yeah no diz's recommendation where she's like flip six you know the football mm-hmm. or whatever like uh pattern and he was like oh yeah i'll do that he does that he's a he's a follower it was under her leadership mm-hmm. that he got that that the leaders saw the, the him like do that and they're like oh he's one crazy white boy let's give him the promotion (laughs) even on
0: the football team she was the quarterback and it's like the quarterback is the most important position on the team so i was like wow this is actually very forward for verhoven to sort of like acknowledge this and like show he did he 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 did did show that leadership quality
1: he did show that that rico was getting further ahead like than her based on on her like even like leadership so it's an interesting like angle for that um, yeah he was the star I, uh, of the
0: team even though she was the quarterback and exactly her, exactly her play call and her all of her plays the game.
1: And, and the same thing for for the promotion was like for squad leader was was it was her play so it's like at every time they make a great team you know they make up mm-hmm. like they're men for each other you know and <laughs> and that's kind of sad to see uh how it ends up <laughs> right
0: um, yeah, because he really is just like, no, I'm going to do all of this for a girl who really like isn't into me that much, yeah. and I'm going to follow her across the galaxy, and then she's she breaks up with me, and then Johnny, the next uh, time I see her, she's like you're not happy to see me like no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: i followed you across uh, the galaxy
0: and you broke up with me that's horrible
1: oh uh, yeah uh, is that is that that was the scene where right before xander's like "Is this guy bothering you that they fight to the mazzy yeah. star song that's a great <laughs> that's a great bit. that's one of my favorite bits of the uh, movie like, rank, star fight rank scene.
0: is disregarded right now i think it's punched in the face
1: <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's so good yeah,
0: but it does like echo these dangers of sort of swearing fealty to like the military industrial complex and not not being willing to ask certain questions of why certain things are happening and you see it in uh the like the fake news the promo reel that's going on where it's like hey even the kids are getting in on the action and it's like the yeah. soldiers just handing over their automatic <laughs> yeah. rifles to all these kids <laughs> yeah. and oh look at this and then they're just yeah. like, handing out bullets like it's candy or something and i'm like oh my god they're really like they're just show they're showing how how much you get sort of the the teeth sunk in at and early Just age, normalizing yeah. it and grooming
1: it into this mm-hmm. kind of like and ideology of of violence is the authority so guns and bullets are the things to be respected feared like loved that is your authority like that is your god basically is violence mm-hmm. and the thing that is that can issue the most violence is the most respected and most feared
0: yeah and for a movie that like definitely has that messaging in there it also is like very much like a a gun porn movie in that way where it's like check out these rifles and we're playing laser tag with double rifles we got a bazooka there's you know mounted uh stationary guns on this tower and there's a lot like I said they expended you know 300,000 rounds of ammunition for this film like so Verhoeven obviously like had fun with the satire that he's building because he's yes. like if, if we're gonna do this we're gonna might as it, well right. go
1: all the way exactly absolutely
0: <laughs> no wanna uh, no
1: no half measures for the the you know what wanna... <laughs> exactly. definitely
0: not I, I think too after uh something like showgirls it's like why hold back like I'm gonna go bigger than I've ever done before we're gonna go more into the theme than I've ever done before and we're gonna actually like build much more of a world around the idea that I'm presenting than uh, i've done ever before because like this is it's not even if you were to add robocop to total recall you still wouldn't sort of get the complete
1: uh, i scale
0: that. of this film you would yeah. have to like multiply robocop by total recall to get to how big the scale of this is and how fleshed out the just the overall world is
1: when i when i watched robocop i was like i like this this is great but like It's, it's a lot smaller of a scale of a movie. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like I was kind of expecting after seeing Starship Troopers. I was, I'm that, that might've been just on me for getting my expectations up. I still loved it. I still thought it was great. Um, but I was like, wow, this is like kind of an interesting, like smaller scale, like movie. It's, it's kind of interesting. Yes, Um, RoboCop is
0: much more cerebral than the title would imply because it's like, oh, it's a machine human cop. I mean, it's called RoboCop. Like, how good can this movie be? But it's very smart and it's very small scale and they use their budget uh, very, very well. And, you know, they honed in on like the makeup design and really like the backstory for Murphy. Like so much of RoboCop is actually like happening in his head. And sort of like the pain of the disconnect because of what happened to him. And I think that's really what makes RoboCop great. And it's it's just like amplified on a much higher scale for something like Starship Troopers. And even though RoboCop has some fun stuff in it and there are some like jokes there, like Starship Troopers has a lot more fun and it's a lot more uh, it's a lot easier to laugh at some of the dialogue and some of the character choices and things like that.
1: I feel like RoboCop would make a fun double feature with like A Clockwork Orange or something. Oh, I yeah, like they've got a, a
0: feel
1: like they've got a similar.
0: Yeah, they definitely have like a, a shared sort of like dark framing as well. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about doing some trivia? Absolutely, absolutely. All was, right. <laughs> time for trivia. Let's rock! I love trivia.
1: Okay, so
0: much. we'll start. Uh, we'll go with question number one said before the co-ed shower scene, some of the cast was a little gun-shy about doing it. So how did director Paul Verhoeven put them at ease and get the scene?
1: Um, I have no idea. Um, I don't know. It's an
0: Yeah, I had to phrase the question strangely, but the answer is that he and his cinematographer, uh, I don't know why I autocorrected the volcano, that's not his name, <laughs> <laughs> his name is not Josh Volcano. Um, Josh Volcano. But they both got naked in the co shower that's scene awesome. with them. That's great. Uh, that's great. Yeah, he's like, what is? What is everybody so uh uptight about? And Solidarity. So he's like, All right, Solidarity. Yeah, I'm Take off my clothes then. Uh, so it it shows you that at least like Verhoven's is also not. He's not wanting his cast to do anything that he's not. He's not
1: like lording himself over them. It's like an equal process of artistry and like collaboration, which is nice.
0: Yes, and the cinematographer is Jost Vacano, not <laughs> volcano. Stupid autocorrect. It's
1: Joe versus the volcano. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's another episode. Uh, so, question number two: What year does Starship Troopers take place?
1: Oh man, um I was trying to pay attention to that because I, I was like, I was wondering if like I it didn't pay. Is it like twenty one thirty three or something like that?
0: That's pretty close. It was okay. Twenty one ninety seven.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. I. It's twenty one. I. Yeah. I. 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 Remember, I was trying to pay attention because I saw like the one year earlier, like, mm. and I was like, okay, well when does like this take place? Cause I got curious about it. And then I tried to pay attention to it. And then I was like, I forgot about it, but yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's cool. On a
0: scale of a thousand years, you got the century, right? So sure. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll take that. Yeah. I'll, I'll take, take that. that. <laughs> I'll, I'll count it. That's six, close. Six, six, <laughs> within six years. I'll take that. It's within yeah. the lifespan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. And the third and final question is what real life filming location was used for the bug planet location of Clendathu?
1: Oh um I was thinking about this. I I have no idea. Um but uh the geography was super interesting. I was like I was wondering where they were filming that because it was kind of reminding me of like um in the 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 Lord of the Rings the the return of the king when they're going through the mountain pass to like mm. when Aragorn's going to get like the ghost army or whatever. They've got like that kind of like similar geography and the rocks and the uh, um um I guess also kind of similar to like the beginning of like Django Unchained and like once they take the Ark of the Covenant and Raiders, um, to the Island, um, man, uh, I don't know, maybe somewhere in like, like Africa or something. I, that's my guess. I that's a big broad guess, but that's, where, <laughs> that's where I'm going to have to take it. Cause I have no idea. It also reminded me
0: a lot of, uh, some of the scenes from galaxy quest, and, I haven't seen that, but okay, I, I think yeah. I've seen
1: clips and stuff.
0: Galaxy Quest is great. It's got an amazing cast. I've heard it's basically like a very good Star Wars, excuse me, Star Trek parody, oh, yeah. but not set like if the parody were about the Star Trek actors. Cool. Not okay. The show itself, um, gotcha. But yeah, the cast is amazing. Uh, really, really fun, and there's like a sort of like rocky location that they're filming in as well, but. This place where Verhoeven decided to film, it's called Hell's Half Acre, and it's in Natrona County, Wyoming,
1: Wyoming, where, yeah. Awesome.
0: where it was so hot that uh Jake Busey ended up getting heat stroke oh. and they had to cancel filming for a week and eventually cut some holes out of his uniform so that he could sort of vent a little bit better while they were filming. But yeah, it was 110 for a lot of the shoot, and they were struggling with that um, for a while.
1: That's a, I, I gotta look that up then. If that's in Wyoming, that I might, might have to make that a make that a pilgrimage, a shooting location pilgrimage at some point.
0: Right, pack your water and make sure that you, <laughs> yeah, will uh, stay pack, hydrated. I'll there. get
1: like a dune like a uh, uh, silk suit or whatever, the quick suit or the the uh, water water suit. Uh, there's
0: uh, a there's a little funny anecdote that Casper uh, Van Dien had taken his daughter to school or something. And uh, he dropped her off and some of the the boys that were like 10 or 11, like saw him and they're like, Oh my God is Johnny Rico. Like, why didn't you tell us your dad was Johnny Rico? And, he responded then like why are you guys watching starship troopers <laughs> and uh so the kids had said something that like oh your dad was naked in that movie to which he had to then answer to his uh daughter and son like were you like naked naked in that movie and he's like yep <laughs> uh, oh, and so dear. both of his kids were incredibly embarrassed by that and- Uh unfortunately you know I mean it, it probably paid for their education but <laughs> um because we were talking about the Nazi stuff too another little interesting piece of trivia was that yeah, yeah. um yeah Verhoeven very clearly stated his intentions of the DVD commentary uh, and that the film's message is war does make fascists of us all. And he yeah. evokes Nazi Germany's fashion, iconography, propaganda, because he saw it as a natural evolution of post-World War II United States. Uh, and he said, I've heard this film nicknamed all quiet on the final frontier. He said, that's uh, really great.
1: That's um, what, which, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm try to remember that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and his, screen light, his screenwriter, of course, broadly occurs, but that's because they made the film together. Yeah. Uh, and the last, probably the last most interesting is that Mark Wahlberg uh, turned down the role of Johnny Rico in this film. But
1: he, he found out that it was going to be a satire against fascism. He <laughs>
0: uh so i mean it would have been very interesting to see sort of like his career trajectory because obviously it didn't work out great for casper van Dien. he had a couple years after this when he was still hot and then he's become mostly a b-movie star at this point uh denise richards like went on to do you know i think wild things came after this maybe even the next year and she had a successful career after this as well um and the actress who plays diz like uh, Dizzy Flora, excuse me, Dina Meyer. She um she had success, and she was in sort of like a bit parts in some other stuff, but never really uh like became a, a leading lady. And maybe you know, like Amila Mila Jovovich was already kind of occupying that space as a female action star, and so maybe she was just never able to quite step into that. But uh, she you know she's still working today, so. Uh, I mean, a lot, the, a, nice
1: a lot of the a lot of the the other like the supporting went on like Neil Patrick Harris, yeah, uh, career. You know, uh, I think uh, Jake Busey, I've seen in a, a, mm-hmm. a quite a bit of stuff. Uh, Dean Norris as well, like. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely, it was, Breaking it was, Bad. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah, Clancy Brown great. is one Clancy of those Brown, guys absolutely. who's just like one of the very best character actors in the. So film, good, and, so good. He's just yeah.
1: fantastic.
0: I love that when we first get introduced to him, he's like, "All right, who wants to fight me?" And then he just snaps this kid's arm. <laughs> it's like you're training this guy to go to war. Why are you breaking his arm on? Day I was gonna one? bring that up. I was gonna bring that
1: up. It's because violence is the ultimate authority. They're gonna respect him. He, if if he's gonna be the authority, he's gotta show that violence. Standing with like the when he throws the the knife through the the guy's hand or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like if you can't handle the the authority of violence, I guess yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah,
0: because we've seen like other. Uh iterations of drill instructors on screen before. I mean, Full Metal Jacket is one of the yeah. ones that is uh Harley, I mean, in, you know
1: iconic. one of the
0: most iconic ones. And like you see, the sort of uh degradation that is cast upon these young recruits. Um, but it almost never becomes this thing of like physical violence against them, at least not yeah. from the instructors, it's always like psychological degradation and then so to see that in this case that's not it's like completely turned on its head where clancy brown's character is not someone who's constantly chewing them out calling them maggot calling them scum like trying to make them feel he like gets along with them yeah but when you challenge him like there's a threat yeah yeah so it's a very interesting um character design for him Uh, And kind of same thing with Michael Ironside, where he is a a leader that is respected for his uh, military prowess. And he, you know, he leads the Roughnecks at one point as well. And he sort of is scary in the fact that like you don't want to cross him because like he said, if if you quit on me, I'll kill you myself. Like he doesn't mess around, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, he's not ever like degrading them throughout the course of this, trying to make them feel like, Hey, I don't care about you. It's always like, no fight for the cause. And like, let's do this together. So kind of interesting kind of veering off the path of where a lot of other uh, movies about the military have taken a, a, a similar road.
1: I absolutely. I think. I think it's interesting how it, how it, a lot of like um, movies where it shows like the military is evil. It'll show like each individual like step in the military being evil, like the the drill instructor, the the sergeant, the general, the you know all of the steps up. But really, in this one, it's like the evil comes from like the politicians, the decisions being made. Like the decisions, those are like the 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 real like the problem areas. But like like the a lot of like the military like aside from like obviously like the the violence inflicted upon them like is pretty like um i don't know it's like it's it's not it's it's an interesting like like uh michael ironside like he doesn't he he's right there with them, you know, going into invasions like um, uh, Zim. You know, bumps himself down to like do more fighting. Obviously, they value the the fighting, and they value like the infantry. It's almost like they they have like a a. Um, uh, uh, in the same way, like, like, uh, uh, labor is viewed as like a, a, like, uh, uh, an honorable thing. It's like the, the labor of fighting is like the most honorable thing. And like getting up past the labor of fighting is, is viewed as like, oh, I kind of don't want to be put into like the bureaucratic position. I want to get back to fighting. Like if the fighting is viewed as like the, again, the violence of the authority. So like, that is where you get the respect is, is, is from like the infantry the a lot of the, the fighting is. Uh... And so I, I think there's a lot of interesting characters like Zim. And I think my favorite character is, is um, Jake Busey's with uh, um, where he's, you know, ace uh, he turns down squad leader. I think he's, he's one of my favorite characters. He he's got that great violin, the fiddle and then mm-hmm. uh, the entertainment bit. He's got the, like the neon green electric violin, which is yeah. sick. Love that. Well, it's like,
0: yeah, Jake at least gets like an actual character arc where like he presents the first time we meet him as like the stereotype. I want a tall blonde douchebag that thinks he's the best. And then like he's proven very ill-equipped to be the leader. And I think he realizes like, well, if I'm the leader, we're all going to die. So (laughs) I would prefer somebody else lead. And that is like something that a lot of, you know, arrogant people probably wouldn't uh, give up in that position, but since you brought up both, uh, Zim and, uh, was it Razchek, uh, since, since they're primarily the two like leadership influences, uh, at the infantry level, um, do you view them as good men?
1: Um, I, I mean, obviously I, I view their, um, i mean it's it's so interesting to to kind of subscribe a moral value to these guys that are operating within this like thing but in terms of yeah. like like um i don't know i i think they're oh, that's so weird that's a good question though
0: um because they're like career military guys, but like from what we see, it's like they care about the people that are put uh, like under their charge. And as far as that goes, yes, absolutely,
1: I believe that they're 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 good in their position. Like at, for them, like it's it's like I don't think that like maybe I don't think that landlords are good, but they got, maybe I think that <laughs> there can be a good landlord, right? Like I think that yeah. he's like. I don't necessarily think that, that what they are doing is good, but I think that they are doing it in some, probably the best way that they could, you know? Like, I think Zim probably, you know, doesn't need to use that that um, that force against them, but also like, in this world where this is so normal and so accepted and so everything, I don't think that that's necessarily uh, far from the, like, um, abnormal, so I don't think it's like um, it, there's, there's so much... Um, Oh, that's yeah. interesting.
0: Because well, when they're going to do like corporal punishment on uh Rico, He's like, you know, here, bite down on this. And
1: it, but he's clearly sympathetic. You. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he's, he's like, I know. Yeah. It was I've been
0: through this. So it's like he's establishing that like he has been in a similar position to our main character and has maybe made a tactical error that costs lives. And yeah, he, he's sort of like lowering himself to Rico's level in that point. And I think it's important, but this sort of um, marriage between. Honor and the battle itself is the very much like a a Viking ideal where these guys, even though they are significantly older in their military careers, they have not moved to the point of desk jobs. They yeah, they, they I think they are presented to actually be people that understand some of like the hypocrisy and the bullshit that goes on at the bureaucratic, uh, higher up levels. And they are like, look, we're military guys and we're in it for the fight. So we're obviously like, we're going to fight wherever we're told to fight, but we don't want to be the people like making policy decisions. Yes. because We know that they're full of shit. And at least there's honor on the battlefield.
1: Yeah. Their, their intentions aren't like bad or like they're, they're, their motivations aren't evil. Their motivations, uh, from from what they believe, are like honorable. Like from yeah. their framework, as far as what they're working on, they're honorable, right? Like yeah. so, like yeah. Zim being like, uh, oh, I don't see your your like. Is this your name on like resignation paper? I don't see it, right? Like it, clearly, he cares. He cares about Riku and like uh, uh, like, um, yeah. So I think from their framework, they are probably the most virtuous characters. But again, it's like operating on that framework mm. of like in a fascist society. So it's like, yeah. you got to take it with a <laughs> grain of salt. That's like the size of like, you know, a Himalayan, like salt lamp. <laughs> that's yeah, the grain. I,
0: I like that. Like he still took time to like put that in there because these, Absolutely. Could've, these could have been like completely amoral characters and, and, and completely unsympathetic, yeah, but they the are sympathetic completely. in the movie and it's great. Yeah, because like Dean Norris, like he is basically just like uh, a uniform, right? He comes out, he doesn't offer anything other than he even defers to uh, Zim and says, like, is this guy salvageable? And so he trusts this guy's judgment and Zim looking at Rico's potential is like, yes, I think he is. But yeah, Dean Norris doesn't really like offer anything other than being a figurehead. So I think it was... Uh, important tactical piece of writing to include these two different types of characters, because like say even you were to disagree with them on some of their stance or maybe their loyalty or whatever. it's like they they earn their respect in battle and the fact that they're both alive at this stage in their career, you know, says a lot about how hard they're willing to fight and so it's like okay maybe this guy is like representative of a system that i don't appreciate but he is still like battle tested and deserves the credit for that part of it
1: Mm, yeah absolutely absolutely
0: well i'm glad you brought that up that's an interesting point um i think we're at a good point where we go to critics corner and now we really get to see what oh, are yeah. all, all the horrible things that people said about this movie? We, we've hit the we love part. That, yeah. We've hit the
1: we love part. Now we're at the it's bad part. Bad movie part.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't go as low as some of the other ones. I mean, it has a meta score of 52, which is right in the wheelhouse for this movie. And it has good like audience scores. So it is one of the movies that like when I first created the show, I was like, this is the kind of movie that like belongs on this show because I think it is good, but it's time to find out why critics didn't like it. So we start at the bottom and we've got two scores that are a 30. One of them is from Salon and one is from Newsweek. So I will let you pick your poison. Uh, Let's hear from Newsweek first. Newsweek. Okay. So it only gives us a sense. It says an empty video game of a movie about interplanetary pest control. So, yeah, like we said, I think you can look at this as exactly that and take nothing else from it and completely miss the point but I think, I think it's like not have fun with it either. (laughs)
1: You, 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 I think you, you get out of it, what you put into it. And so like, it's like, if you're only going in with the expectation of that, I I can see how you can only come away with that, you know? So I, I think there, there is a lot of rich and fun and a valuable subtext that you can get out of it. But again, you just kind of have to like, put in a little bit of like, looking for it maybe just a little bit but like i can see how that reaction yeah
0: yeah and if you hated it the first time it's you're probably not going to go back and give it a chance exactly itself either
1: and and a lot of those make themselves a lot more obvious on rewatches because they're played so like just like that you like don't catch them the first time necessarily where it's like oh what was that oh what was it like and then you've seen on the rewatch and you're like oh public execution watch tonight it's okay i I get that yeah (laughs) i (laughs) know i well,
0: cool, okay. It's like it's like, yeah, and that thing about the public execution, it's like that's really dark, it's really intelligent, but it's coming Really fast paced, and it's like sandwiched between a bunch of other like ridiculous news stories too. So it's like it's easy to miss. Exactly,
1: blink and you miss it. But and and and, but it's like there's all these little puzzle pieces throughout the movie that are blink and you miss it, kind of like that. That once put together and once like understood as a totality, it's like it puts together a really nice picture to 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 think about and 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 engage with. But again, it's like you have to engage with it on your own. You you get in what you get out, or put in what you get out what you put in.
0: And for the record, Newsweek, if this was, like, a very well-actualized video game, I would be playing it. So
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so that's not an insult.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, we've got, like, this sort of, like, uh, Armored Core a little bit. I, mean, I haven't played Armored Core, but, like, it's, like, similar ideas. There, there are games like this that are very good and do the same, it's, like, commentary. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, interesting.
0: Uh, and we've got two forty. So this is like the next tier up and they yeah. are Dallas observer and the New York times. So you can choose once mm.
1: again. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an, I'm from Austin. So I'm going to hate okay. anything that comes from Dallas. So let's do the, the New York <laughs> times, uh, uh, piece. <laughs> All right. So New
0: York times, this is Elvis Mitchell. He said, pretty actors, grizzly critters, brains sucked out of skulls, buckets of green slime and a plot, that is half beach blanket bingo, half Iwo Jima. So <laughs> obviously, i, not all a very high elements, <laughs> I don't know—all of
1: those elements to me sound great. I don't know—all of the like buckets of slime. For that. <laughs> Come on, bring them back. We need more slime. Yeah. Um, Some
0: people just don't but, want to have fun.
1: Exactly, exactly. And the, for the the hot actors, I think there was we were Casper uh, uh, Van Deen in terms of like you can't get more Aryan than him. Like, let's be real. Like that is like
0: square jawed
1: blonde mensch. Like, like (laughs) that is like the perfect casting decision. It's great. So yeah, uh, absolutely. I think that that's an interesting (laughs) review.
0: And I think at the time when I watched this, when I was 13, like I wasn't well-informed enough. I mean, I probably learned a little bit about it, but I didn't have enough distance from it to really think of how Verhoeven's relationship, um, with growing up like un, under Nazi occupation, framed this sort of context of like, I'm like, wait a second, why is Carmen Ibanez like, why is everybody in Buenos Aires a white guy? Right, right. I'm like, it's, oh, it's such a good
1: <laughs> That's yeah. one of the best bits in the entire movie. It's like you just see say- mm-hmm. and that's like if you don't have any curiosity about it, you'll just not question it and you'll mm-hmm. just take it at face value and that's fine. And it's like, it works, but there is again, subtext there that makes it a really funny bit. Like it's just, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we've got four fifties, but okay. I'm going to go with Roger Ebert because I always yeah. read his when I have the chance. Please. Um, but so that's what a two out of four on his scale. that's not horrible. It's, yeah uh faithfully faithfully represents uh Heinlein's militarism his big brother state uh, and a value system in which the highest good is to kill a friend before the bugs can eat him the underlying ideas are the most interesting aspect of the film okay so he didn't really love it but i mean he's not always the biggest on stuff that's like horror and this is like it could be a horror movie if you like I mean, we know a few things here and there. We
1: we also know how he feels about video games in that first review as yeah. well. <laughs> so <laughs> if it felt like a video game, we can see what.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, but he does give it credit. And that's always why I like to read Ever because he always yeah. chooses to point out the thing that he feels is strong, even when he's being critical. And Absolutely. like I said, the underlying ideas are the most interesting aspect of the film. And I agree with them 100%. And now, let's see, we got, okay, there's only two left. So that'll close us out. And we get a 75 from Real Views. James Mm -hmm. Berardinelli, I've read him before on here, and he says although none of the characters are fleshed out much beyond the comic book level, which is fair, we nevertheless find our
1: sympathies aligning with them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we talked about this exact thing. Absolutely, I think that's that's the strength of it is how well it's framed that you we have such little development and yet you still care very deeply about what what's going on to them, and and I think that's just a strength to to the filmmaking.
0: Yeah, because we we sympathize with them not necessarily on uh, an individual level, but on a broader level of like yeah. this is this could be society that level, got yeah. recruited to the military, and yeah, it's a very different way to sort of tell the story of your main character because Rico is a very much like square jawed action star in that way, but he's not written that way. Like he's mm-hmm. not the brightest. He doesn't actually have the best leadership instincts and. He thrives best when he's got uh Diz pulling the strings yeah. for him. So it's a very strange leading man for an action movie during the 90s. But I like the sort of the antithetical approach. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We close it out. Entertainment Weekly, Owen Gleiberman. I've read him on here before. Uh, he says this movie is sensationally exciting. But it's, hey, kids, let's put on a war storyline plays like Beverly Hills, 90210 recast as a military recruitment film for the Third Reich. And he apparently loves it (laughs) Uh, 83 out of 100 is pretty good although the words that came out of his mouth don't necessarily seem like they add up to him loving this movie yeah
1: (laughs) that wasn't that was like some of the the scathing reviews earlier sounded Mm -hmm. a little bit more positive
0: yeah that's why it's (laughs) always fun to read these because it's like we get a nice broad spectrum of who really sees like past it and who doesn't um and so i think we got a little bit of all that's
1: that's why I think it's very interesting to to hear the reviews. It's like it's it's like there is a lot to get but it's just like how much how what did you like depending on how much you got from that viewing and yeah. That's interesting.
0: Absolutely. Um but yeah, that that'll close out critics' corner. So I'm going to give you the chance now like has there been anything that you really wanted to talk about that we didn't cover at this point?
1: Uh I mean I I uh, let's see. I've got um I I hit up the fascism masculinity. I hit up Diz Enrico teamsmanship. I hit up the passive defense. Um, yeah, I think I've got everything. Uh,
0: okay, well then I'm going to ask you a question. Have absolutely. you seen Inglorious Bastards?
1: I have. Yes. Okay.
0: So there's a scene in this movie where, uh, given the benefit of hindsight, I was like, did Tarantino want to do this? Because when Xander and uh, Carmen get like trapped down by the brain bug, right before he gets his brain slurped out of his head, Mm -hmm. uh, before before he gets his milkshake drinking, uh, he says, one day someone like me is going to kill you and your whole fucking race and spits it in the bug's face. And I was like, whoa. I was like, okay this reminds me so much of the bear Jew moment where yeah. he's like, all right, well, if you don't tell me what I don't want, I want to know I'm calling over the bear Jew and he's like, fuck you and your Jew dogs. And then gets his brain bashed in. So I'm like, yep. okay, this is like a alarming parallel that I didn't expect to. to that's find pretty great.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. That's a, that's a great, I, I it's been a while since I've seen in Gloria's best, but that's one of my favorite bits of it is the, the, just the the baseball bat, um, but yeah. So yeah. Oh, uh, this would
0: be the kind of movie. Honestly, like I think Tarantino would like this movie. Absolutely, he just asked him, he'd be like, oh, yeah, absolutely, right.
1: okay. <laughs> love it, love it. It's uh, one of the best, <laughs> one of the best Chinese <laughs> 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 movies i <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he kills it. <laughs> All right, it, it's so good. Uh, Cover uh, so good. <laughs> Welcome.
0: Cool. We've covered so much at this point. I want to give you the opportunity. Like, I don't know if you're working on any projects that you want to share with us or anything like that.
1: I'm not doing much now. No, I'm not. Uh, I've, I've got a, no, I'm uh, um, just trying to watch as many movies as possible. That's, that's basically it. Yeah. Well, well I, I guess I, yeah, I'd love, I'd like actually a recommendation. Um, cause I'm, I you know, um, what, what do you think is a movie that I should check out next? Uh,
0: do you want to go something that is from
1: Verhoeven's catalog? Uh, I, whatever it does, um, I probably not from Verhoven, because I'll probably check those out anyway. So a, a suggestion of something that I probably wouldn't ordinarily watch.
0: Um, if you want something that's sort of, uh, have you seen Dark City? Uh, I have not seen Dark City. Okay, that's 1998, and it's like the indie movie to the Matrixes, sort of like over over budgeted and gigantic okay. uh, scale. Uh, Jennifer Connolly? Jennifer Connolly, Rufus Sewell, William Hurt, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh yeah, one of my favorites. Um and it's very much a cerebral sci-fi and, yeah. and it's sort of like noirish as well. So it like combines a lot of things that I I love.
1: Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'll definitely definitely check this out. Yeah. This looks awesome. I'm a big fan of J- Jennifer Connolly.
0: Oh, yeah. She was just the uh, the one of the rounds on the game. I, I remember, game I remember. <laughs> I remember. That,
1: was a good one. that was a good one. I know, I was yeah. waiting.
0: I almost did her, like, in the very beginning, because it's like, I think I had started <laughs> playing that game or, like, doing the props mm-hmm. for it, like, right after I saw Top Gun. So I was like, I wanted to get her involved. Gotcha. And I was, like, eh, yeah, I need, I need some space. She needs some time and some room that,
1: I'm not going to lie, the Ben Kingsley one blew my mind. That one was like, <laughs> I had no idea for that one. That one was like... <laughs> Just could have been anyone. You could have told me that was anybody, and I would have believed you. That was that was crazy. Yeah. yeah, definitely one of the
0: harder rounds. And I was just like, you know what, Ben Kingsley? Like he's still making movies, but he's not really uh, talked about as yeah. like one of our greatest working actors right now. Even though he's absolutely, much I is. think he's
1: going to get a little bit more talk, especially because of the new West Anderson project that he's in. The the Henry one? Him, yeah. I agree. I agree, and I, I I think he did. the The time that I remember people talking about him a bit was, um, uh, like, Hugo. Was he in Hugo? Or, or he was in like a Martin Scorsese, something like yeah, that. I, I remember sounds he.
0: Familiar. I mean, he, he was in like Sexy Beast. Was I think he won the Oscar for? Uh, yeah. He had a great stretch of like the nineties to the early two thousands and. He just—I mean—it was great to see him in Iron Man. I think three.
1: It was Shutter, Shutter Island. I think was yeah, that's right. Shutter Island. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, he was in Hugo. Never mind. Okay, so yeah, Hugo and Shutter Island. Yeah, absolutely both. Okay, yeah. I—I I, I feel like I haven't heard much from him since like 2016 or something. You know, yeah. Like I Dolly, feel like it's
0: Dolly Land came out this year where he plays Salvador Dali. So I do want to see Ooh, that. Interesting. Dali is one of my favorite.
1: He's an interesting so, guy. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a, a controversial figure for sure.
0: Yeah, we went to the Dolly Museum when we were in Tampa and they have like eight of oh, his masterworks on display. That's awesome. They're massive and it was a very yeah. interesting gallery and uh so and I get Ben Kingsley. I get an artist that I like. Yeah, similar to when I what was it Eternity's Gate with Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, and, yeah, uh, that, Picasso, it, I think, right? It, it, no, uh,
1: the, the Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Have uh, you seen um, Loving Vincent? I have not. That one's incredible. I, I, okay. You know about that one, right? Like the, how it's like it's uh, animated in oil paintings. Mm. Oh, the, the, yeah. It was. Uh, it's, it, that's kind of like. The, uh, I think it was like. Let me see. Um, I, I'm a big fan of it. It's one of my favorite, um, 2017. Yeah. That's what I thought. Oh, it's got Ronan in it. Interesting. Um, cool. All right. I'll check but, that out. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the dolly, like big, big pieces. There's a, a, a gallery kind of near, near me that, um, had like a few of his like sketches and stuff like that I got to see. And that was super neat. Cause, um, I did not like seen like a big big name artist like that like any of like their original work like ever so that was really cool to see, um, uh, like, especially so close. I'll, 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 I got I got to check out Dollyland.
0: Yeah, I it, think it just came out like a month or so ago. But the way that you know distribution happens now, it's probably you could probably rent it for five bucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I always do also ask my guests. um, mm-hmm. Having seen Starship Troopers, Mm -hmm. I always ask for sort of a comparison film where if you've seen Starship Troopers and you like it, what is a good comparison film? Or if you're trying to convince somebody to see Starship Troopers, what's a movie that would help them be that jumping off point?
1: Oh, okay. That's so interesting because, like, since this is basically like two movies where you've got like the action done, like, blocky bits and then you've got like the actual like biting satire it's like i would recommend one for either one right like okay. but go i think i i probably no i i'd probably recommend man that's tough um i might have to go with nausicaa honestly that's like the most okay. similar that i can think of i think if you like nausicaa i think you can get a lot from from especially a lot of studio ghibli movies that like have like that same kind of like um uh, maybe more so on like the natural elements. So, I that's I, so what I was definitely picking up on on this recent re- rewatch was like how much of like the bug's defense was literally just like them being alive and like having like pointy hands. Basically, it looks scary, destroy it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it can kill me if I go up to it, right? Like, that's basically, you know, um, that's basically, a good pick,
0: though. I mean, we just finished uh, for film club, we just finished Ghibli in July, yeah. so we had done. Yeah. Uh, a handful of Ghibli movies and they are remarkably layered films. The storytelling is immaculate. I don't think you really are going to go wrong, but Nausicaa wasn't one of the ones that made the list. But as I was sort of like, combing through all the stuff that i missed and what was available i started like putting my watch list together on max and mm-hmm. so i got that one on there and because i was like oh man i feel like i should have watched more than just the five of them that i did during yeah. the month while it was active uh, i need to so... watch more Ghibli
1: movies i've only seen like spirited away and like nasa and like i think uh
0: mm-hmm. princess
1: mononoke but that's yeah. like it yeah.
0: <laughs> i mean we started with mononoke and then we did House Moving Castle. Then... I still need to
1: finish that. I'm like halfway through that. I It's terrible. It's for like two years. I haven't finished it. I feel so bad. I feel so guilty. Watch it 10 minutes at a time. Like Basically. Yeah, basically, essentially. Uh,
0: then we did Spirited Away. Then we did Kiki's Delivery Service. So it was really interesting to see like Miyazaki's uh, sort of storytelling style and like what all the films yeah. have in common and like yes. sort of what they do differently and how they tell different elements. And I would say like howls is also one that is uh in this world that's steeped in war yeah. and it's sort of like in the background. So it has some of those similar elements where this sort of like, it's a very anti-war film, but uh unlike Starship Troopers, it's not like, you know, Wearing a a Gatlin gun on the front of it and blasting its way into your heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, but yeah, Nostia was super interesting, especially after Oppenheimer as well. There's a lot of like nuclear development, like stuff like that in, in that movie as well that I didn't pick up on, which is really, really interesting. Well, I'm. Uh, um,
0: I might actually check that out. I mean, I got to see Barbie. Highly tonight, recommend. It. But, oh uh,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Before the week is out, I know that I only have to watch one mafia movie coming up for the next themed month. But uh, oh yeah?
1: yeah, what's that going to be?
0: uh we're doing city of god first i've not seen that uh it's a brazilian film from 2002
1: is that the one is that the one where it's it's like the the poster is like they're on a beach and it's like the the story okay i i i I know it in my brain but i don't i i've never i don't know anything about it
0: yeah i saw it like when it came out and that was like well organized crime i mean it's not like okay so someone asked me like does it have to be italian mafia and i said well I wasn't the one who suggested Mafia Month, so unless you get an answer from that guy, just put and put it put whatever you want on there. It's fine. Uh, and then somebody else asked me, like, was well, John Wick a mafia movie? And that was
1: that was that was what sparked that? that yeah, poll. I would, a, I,
0: like I would have listened to the results of the poll, but also I was just what were
1: the results? Because I, I didn't I didn't vote because I, 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 I okay because I've only seen like the first one and I was like too big to like pay attention. So I just, I, I yeah. can't say that I've seen it in a meaningful capacity. Yeah.
0: The first one is like probably as close as you get to it being a mafia movie, but okay. I would say it's an action movie where yeah. the mafia is involved. Right. Uh, which is slightly different than a movie that like the focus is on the actual like organized crime element. Yeah. Uh, and sort of like the inner workings of how that crime family Right. Um. I mean, you definitely would know certain ones like right away if you came across it. But the one that I watched the other night, sort of trying to sift through whether or not I could rationalize adding it to the list was Raw Deal, where Arnold Schwarzenegger, of all people, has to infiltrate the mafia and... <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, if this works, I would love to put this on the list. But ultimately, I'm like, no, this is a Schwarzenegger okay. <laughs> movie where the Mafia is involved. And it is great at that, uh, but is definitely not what I would say is a Mafia movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like my favorite Mafia movies. And I the only thing that I can think of is, I mean, like there's a lot of great ones, but my specific favorite like Mafia media, I think is like the Fargo TV show. One with like Jesse Plemons and like okay. Kieran Culkin and all that, like that one is the really great. That's a great, great, yeah,
0: I, I feel ashamed crime. that I love Fargo the movie so much and never watched the show because okay. I've heard nothing but good things about the show.
1: That, like, it, for any recommendation, ignore it from me. <laughs> that is like the number one, like, okay, so good. Probably, like, I think the series of unfortunate events TV show on Netflix is like my favorite TV show, okay. but. Barring that, it's it's Fargo. Fargo is incredible. Like I love the movie. I love the show. Maybe five times more. It's oh, incredible. Wow. Okay. That's like it's it's a very high bar for me because I'm a big Coen Brothers fan. Like I'm a massive okay. Coen Brothers fan, and it's right. it it does the Coen Brothers very well. Like it, it's there's a lot like not just Fargo. There's a lot of like No Country for Old Men. There's a lot of like you know a serious man or, or like great little bits from other movies. You know.
0: And did the Coen brothers come in and like direct episodes? Like it uh, happens. I have, no TV? I have no idea.
1: I have no idea. I, I've, I've, I've kind of kept the, the making of Fargo a mystery to me. I have no idea how involved okay. they are with it. I think they are like executive producers. I know that's like a label that just gets kind of given to like the adapted kind of like, forefathers right you know like george mm-hmm. lucas will get like an executive producer yeah. even if he like does nothing or so i don't know it's how involved it. <laughs> right exactly exactly executive producers just who's getting paid um no but I, I i don't know their involvement but like the filmmakers clearly are very very like respectful to their their like like how they do it and and it's like great acting after great like character acting like ewan mcgregor david thules jesse plemons like kira koka i just so good so so good the first season is amazing like all of them are great i haven't seen like the most recent one with, but with uh jesse buckley she's one of my favorites but. oh
0: yeah she's she's great uh remember i just actually oddly enough um her album is really good
1: uh, really i don't know if she did yeah. music
0: She yeah, I guess, you know, she's been a singer. But if you've never seen the movie, uh, she did it. I want to say two, three years ago. It's called Wild Rose. And she's like a country singer, but uh, like kind of coming up, trying to succeed in that in Scotland and struggling. But she does. uh, She sings the songs uh, on the soundtrack and then her. And I cannot remember the name off the top of my head. So I'm going to look it up. Uh, I'm a bit.
1: I, I saw her in like I'm thinking of ending things and really loved her, and then I saw her again in Chernobyl and I loved her even more. It's just every time I see her, she just pops up and is fantastic. She's one of my uh, favorite actresses.
0: Jesse Buck, Buckley and Bernard Butler. They have like a EP Butler. out. I think. Um, I think it's only like no, no, it's a full album, so there's twelve tracks on it. Um, but she also has. Uh, The soundtrack stuff for Wild Rose as well, so uh,
1: I'll definitely check that out. That's that's, because I'm a big fan of her.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, When I what was it called? Beast from like 2016, 2017. I haven't seen that one. Oh, like all of a sudden it was like she just. I was like, okay, well, I I have to pay attention to whatever she's going to do from now on because she's amazing. And uh, it's a recent one. uh, I want to say 2017, might have been 2018, but.
1: I'm seeing one from 2022 from Prime. I'm guessing that's not it. Uh, it uh, let me
0: see, Beast. That's not it. Uh, that is not it.
1: It's, yeah, the, oh, yeah, that's the it's right. just Elba Lion one. I'm realizing. Yeah, yeah that's, that not, you, that's not what I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesse Buckley actually does mocap for the lions. Right. <laughs>
0: uh, no, yeah, 2017. uh, yeah, that's the right one.
1: Okay, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, Geraldine James, she's cool. Yeah, so that one uh, kind
0: of like all of a sudden just like popped out, and I was like, "Oh wow!" It's like she's amazing. So, must pay attention to whatever. She's definitely, gonna do definitely want so. to
1: watch. Definitely one to watch. Um, but
0: yeah, I'm gonna I- cam- I'm gonna campaign for Fargo to be the next show. Uh, we start here. Please, in this please because- that's
1: it's really fantastic. Like, cannot recommend it anymore. Like,
0: because right now, all I've got, uh, as far as like shows that me and my fiance watch are the only thing is, and just like that, the Sex in the City spin-off mm. show. And I'm like, I need something else. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, and there's hopefully this will be the, the, contrast you need to this X yeah. of this city because it's great. The first season's like Martin Freeman, Billy Bob Thornton, like giving like back to back, like great performances. Like he's one of the scariest, best, like so good. So good. Incredible. Awesome.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm really glad, uh, we got to sit down and make this happen. Absolutely. I know yeah, yeah. we initially sort of like kicked the ball around maybe like a couple months ago. And then it was like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm scheduled pretty tight <laughs> for, uh, for the next few weeks. So, uh, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm glad, glad it worked out for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Me too. I got an, I got one in the can that I need to edit for this week. So this will be next week's episode. So, um, but, uh, yeah. Should you come across another movie like Starship we'll Troopers do. that you think is a bad movie? Absolutely. That you love. you would love to come know talk because about it. I've got a long laundry list of movies that are on my, uh, my to-do list for this show. And, Really, I I need somebody who loves Waterworld to, to find me. I need
1: to see Waterworld because <laughs> there's not, like it's it's like it's been in my orbit for like the past like two years where like I've heard like people talking about it. Like I've been watching this YouTuber who's been kind of building something. And he's like, oh, I've been super inspired by Waterworld. And I'm like, oh, if that's like if that's the case, then I got to check this out because like it's perfect. Like it's like right in, like that kind of Mad maxi Brazil like sci fi apocalypse mm-hmm. sort of like junk aesthetic that I just love and I, I I I gotta I gotta watch it so I'll I'll let you know what I think about it what yeah. I what I do. It.
0: Well it's like if if steampunk is a thing, I would call this more like smoke punk. <laughs>
1: cool, cool cool uh, cool I like that. I like but, that. <laughs> yeah
0: like some one of the people I read was like oh it's just Uh, like Mad Max with water and I'm like and you think that's a problem do you not uh, like
1: Mad Max (laughs) I'd take any more Mad Max in my life personally you know I'm excited for the what's the George Miller Furiosa with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy that seems like that could be fun interesting and and exciting
0: yeah so it it was Waterworld Day like a couple days ago where just like Mm. maybe it was last week um late July just celebrating its release and
1: people yeah. sharing
0: about it so i started i saw that, sh- yeah. started hashtagging waterworld forever on everything and it was just like somebody <laughs> <go>. reach out <laughs> to me and find it um but i had ordered uh the robocop since we're talking about verhoeven and yeah. waterworld for yeah. some reason uh i had ordered the robocop director's cut from arrow video mm-hmm. and i opened the box and i see two things in there and i'm like uh-oh is this not my order and I open it. And the second thing in the box is freaking Waterworld. And I was oh like, oh, God. my God. So they gave sign. it to me for it's free on accident. But yes, wow. uh, the Blu-ray from Arrow. So that's Arrow awesome. Is it,
1: is it like a cool case or whatever? I I, I know it's not a steelbook,
0: like... but it is. Uh, it's like a alternate artwork. OK, case, that's cool. That's cool. Yes. I so like thank those. you to Arrow Video for uh, making shout it out Arrow. Arrow. in Arrow. my favor. Yeah, shout out. Free commercial. Uh, but Elliot, thank you so much for your time, man. And, Absolutely. Uh, this a pleasure. This, this was an absolute blast. And I hope we get to we get to scratch another one off the list at some point. Me in too, the man.
1: Me too. I will I'll be paying attention for any bad movies that I personally love. You
0: know, yeah, that's that's what I want. Is like I, I've done episodes on this show with movies that I've never seen, um, mm-hmm. with people that have brought stuff to me that I never would have expected to actually cover on here. So Please, by all means, you come across one that you love uh, and you want to bring it to my attention. I am all ears. So
1: absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, man. Uh, it was really great to great to talk to you. Great to get to get to chit chat about one of my favorite movies. I love it was these.
0: it was very nice to talk to you and actually like put a face and a voice. Yes, to a name yes, that I've absolutely. To absolutely. Online for a long time. So yeah.
1: Well, hopefully, I'll, I'll, hopefully i'll be able to recognize more of those eyes in uh coming yeah. days <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, feel, right. I don't even remember who i put up today but i oh now i now i remember it you'll probably it. know you
1: i actually know i think i saw it and i didn't know but i, oh, okay. I don't spoil it regardless because i'll think I'll, I'll be, it'll be in my mind all right I'll have cool. a good thank
0: movie. you so much elliot yeah, i'll see you play.
1: later bye-bye
0: thank you once again to elliot for stopping by the show and talking with me about a movie that i've loved for a long time I'm really glad he got to experience it and enjoyed it as well. If you want to talk movies with him, you can find him at Dirt on the Lawn on X, formerly known as Twitter. And of course, thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. I know you have a lot of choices when it comes to podcasts, and I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you do, please consider leaving a rating and telling a friend about it. And the new support page is live at coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash badmovieswelove. I'd love to hear from you. So if you have a bad movie you love and or maybe would like to be a guest on the show, you can contact me now at badmovieswelove at thescheiss.com or badmovieswelove on Twitter and Instagram. And that's love with an L-U-V. And as always, take care, be well, stay safe, and have fun however you get your movies.